0: Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We also have uh, a special guest in the room tonight who I will introduce momentarily. But if this is your first show, uh, first time listening to the show, I'll give you a a quick intro on what we do here. We listen to music, user submitted. uh, All it has to do is fall within the broad umbrella of punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent stuff. Uh, We typically have about 10 bands in the queue every episode. We roll some dice we get through between five and seven of them and we just give our honest reaction to what it is we're hearing sometimes we like stuff sometimes we don't but we're not striving to make objective value judgments here or be professional critics in any any respect at all um, if you like something even if we shit on it we encourage you to go buy it we encourage you to go see bands buy merch buy seven inches and LPs do whatever you have to do that's really all there is to it um, so up top like I said we got a guest uh, to my left, we have Adam Walker, an old friend of Nate and I's who lived in Fort Wayne for a while, lived down in Indy for years, and has been up in the Pacific Northwest, has played in various other bands. If you want to give your, you know, punk and hardcore bona fides, hey, why, you, why don't you, you give the a category a little bit so people don't <laughs> yeah, think that. you're just some fucking schmo? Yeah, you should do that.
1: So, first off, let me say this I want to be able to have some time to give acknowledgments for being on stolen land. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, but I do want to point out that I am thankful. That Mad Anthony, General Mad Anthony Wayne, came here and crushed the Miami tribe, <laughs> and established this fine city in the yeah. in the wagon right. wreckage of Kikianga, Ru-
2: right. ruined the swamp of the you know the the, the homeland of the uh, indigenous folks yeah. here, the Miami tribe, and um, there's a uh, statue
0: celebrating that. Right downtown. So, yo, actually, before you get into the in, into your bona fides, I want to just mention we also are working with an entirely new setup here. Uh, we we upgraded to like we got the whole Rodecaster Pro audio setup. So we're like we got fucking we got mic stands like boom stands with fucking shock mounts and shit. We have like a an actual soundboard for the first time in the entire history of us, the two year history of us recording this this show. Um, Nate, you're already having some trouble with the directionality of the mic. I, I'm trying really hard. So here's the thing: we have
2: almost certainly sealed our fate with the purchase of this, right? In in what regard? Uh, this is it. We've we've now jumped the shark, right? You know what I mean? Like, this is certainly certainly this is like the first nail in the coffin, <laughs> right? <laughs> like
0: we just spent all this money we just on this, spent so spent all it, this money, it has to be the death knell of our show, right? right exactly. There's also, the 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 the.
1: the <laughs> I was gonna say, so soon enough, you guys are gonna be, you know, doing MeUndies commercials and <laughs> Tempur-Pedic. Right, yeah. right. Well, Gray was just talking about um, getting like he's like,
2: we should just reach out and get like Manscaped. I'm like, dude, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that I could participate in that without completely shooting ourselves in the
0: foot. Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, if we have if we have any uh, if we have any audio hiccups whatsoever. Or uh, it just sounds different. Hopefully, it sounds markedly better because we just spent a fucking a shitload of money on on investing in in what is uh, ostensibly supposed to be an upgrade. So hopefully, it sounds for better our to hobby. You. Yes, for our hobby. Well, it's slightly more than a hobby at you this point. I mean, we technically get paid for it. If we didn't, if we weren't men of high character uh, who were putting it all back into the scene, which we so dearly regard and, and want to support, we could just be, you know. We just could oh. be stacking our shekels and, sure. and and saving for retirement. Sure. You know, but instead, as paragons of the local punk and DIY right. scene, we're, we're throwing it. We're putting our money where we're putting everybody else's money where our mouths are, I guess. And,
1: yeah. I, and I'm i getting paid handsomely to be here. Sure are. Yeah, it of course. Known that you, you all did pay for my flight.
2: Uh. Anyway, this is what I was saying, because this is fucking awful, right? Let's stop fucking talking about this bullshit. Band, br- Adam, what bands were you in so we can get this out of the fucking way?
1: Okay. What bands were well? You were in Typo Negative. I was in Typo Negative. You were in Black Label. Uh, yeah, briefly, but you know, still, uh, it was a good time.
0: Were Were you on tour with Typo Negative, or were you yeah. actually playing in the band?
1: So I don't. Yeah, obviously, I don't want to get too long winded about my pedigree, but no, please. So when I when I was eighteen years old, I had the fortune or misfortune, the way you could look at it either way. Of joining a band called the Electric Hellfire Club mm-hmm. that toured for a month with not only Typo Native, but Coal Chamber. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I, know that. I, I toured I toured most of the uh, East Coast and Midwest and parts of Canada mm-hmm. on a month. It was a leg of the October Rust Tour in 1997. I was fresh out of high school, mm-hmm. and I did that. So there's that. Um, and then I had some other like smaller bands in between, but then I was in Fog uh-huh. for four years, which was probably, I would argue, is probably the first, not only f- Fort Wayne black metal band, but might even be the first Indiana black metal band. Yeah,
0: I think a strong argument could be made
1: for that, for which sure. Which says a lot about how far behind things are here and how slow it is to catch up, because Originally, the band was called Thy Darkest Empire. It was formed by the vocalist Andy uh-huh. um, Andy Newton. And eventually, um, when I joined, it was still called that. And then they changed the name to Fog. Much to my disagreement, I thought it was a pretty, I don't know. I thought we could have done better, but whatever. So it became Fog. And so we did that. And then um, uh, I ended up starting Graves of Fall with some friends, which, you know, of course, we had that show last night. That was right for a show back in eight years. Um, and then I've been in like 20, 20 to 30 bands. Well, what you're kind of saying is
2: since Electric Hellfire Club, it's kind of been downhill.
1: It pretty much has been because it's like there was like, you know, there I was... You know, yeah. I was really at the swinging the, dicks
0: with Peter Steele yeah, well, at,
1: at the at the pinnacle. You've yeah. done
0: you've done stints in, in some fairly notable groups since then. Right. Didn't you didn't you uh, fill in for like Black Breath for a while? Maybe.
1: So, no, that was I'm, sort of. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit of a sore spot. Don't bring um, that up. I was in Ace of Phallics, which oh, is that's right, a band yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, also shares members of uh, Necrot yep. and Vastum. Yep. I did their one and only European full tour. I think they played over there some fests, since, mm-hmm. but I did that. Um, and then I was in Boddicker. That's I right. I was in yeah. a band called Kata I mm-hmm. was in Feta Hill from here. Oh yeah, that's right. I
0: forgot you were in Feta Hill.
1: Briefly. Um, I played bass. Uh, I moved to Seattle and then I joined Endorphins Lost. That's right. Yep. And then I was in a band called The Convictions. Mm-hmm. And I am currently, I've been in another band for about five years now, which I'm supposed to basically remain secretive about my position in the band. But it is a band that has played some fest, done some touring. Portal. What's that? You're in Portal. I'm in Portal, <laughs> yes. It's
0: a racist band for sure with the way I that you're talking 100%. about
1: it. Absolutely, um, 100%. But I'm supposed to be relatively hush hush. But anybody who knows me, they know. What yeah, 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 yeah. It is. They, they can connect the dots. And and then so. You're in Granville Isles Key. I played shows with them. <laughs> yeah, so up I'm the, homies. With
0: them. We well, we talked we 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 talked about this on the la- on the last episode or a couple episodes. Yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absurd. So. All those way way back, way back. <laughs> right. All <laughs> um, right.
0: Well, here's the thing:
1: you've been in secret
2: bands, you've been at the top of the mountain, you've crawled around in the dirt,
1: right? Everywhere and in between. And now you have a new one. I have several new ones actually, but as far as one that is fresh and ready to be popped out in the world. Uh, yes. There's a new one that um, has been gestating for roughly almost a year. Uh, it was a idea that was concocted between me and uh, John Caution of We Can Nachos fame. So I'm going to do a little name dropping here. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, riding some coattails here. But like John's a buddy of mine. We actually go back kind of far. I um, I met him. I met him in earnest um, at a show that a bunch of my friends and I went to at a place called Fuck Mountain in Chicago. It was Weekend Nachos, Hatred Surge, and Iron Lung. You were you there with us? Yes. Sorry. So, and like, it's funny because John has been straight edge for a long time, and we talked about this, and he had no recollection of this whatsoever. He's like, <laughs> we didn't play that. I'm like, you totally fucking played that, and I actually like corroborated it with other people that went there. So, Nachos was a band for a long time and played a lot of fucking sure, shows. So, so, yeah, I don't I don't fault him for, you know, letting some of it slip through the cracks. Um we we were at the fest that we can Nachos played that was essentially one of their first shows. It might have been their debut it was show like at Chicago Fest. Chicago Fest where infamously um apparently Jack Control slapped John Because of a disagreement, and then while we were watching World Burns to Death, a guy ran up on stage and yelled in the mic, "We can nachos rule!" and did a stage (laughs) dive, and then Jack Control goes very menacingly, "I crushed your nachos!" Yeah, Yeah. and it was pretty sick. Yeah, so that was that was my introduction to that band, and um, then again, I met John at that show because at the time I had a vest that had a carcass patch on the back. And he basically struck up a conversation with me. He's like, that's a sick patch. I was like, cool, man. You know, and like there was that. And then we actually, Ace of Alex, when we did that tour, we played a fest in the Basque country with Weekend Nachos. And I'd seen John since, you know, like they played in indie quite a bit. And, yeah. And then so it was funny because like we pulled up next to them in the van and I was like, I did this. And he's like. You know, it was like one of those things. Like, what are you doing here? Adam made that face. We make big eyes and make an O face and point at
2: somebody that you know.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. For the for the non-visual medium that you're currently hearing this through. Yes. I was like, <sighs> yeah. So I did that and <laughs> right. then,
1: uh, yeah. And so like you know, we played that and basically from then like we really kind of tried to s- stay in touch and yeah. you know regularly talk and um, we just had this we concocted this idea. He was just like, dude, I want to start a death metal band with you. I was like. Sick, let's do it, man. And like we just started like trading ideas back and forth and completely, you know, long distance. Fundamentally, like the the blueprint was we wanted it to be based off of old autopsy, old carcass, but also for me a specific era of necrophagia. Okay. Okay, yeah. Now I think I've mentioned this before, but the Phil Anselmo. Necrophagia albums are legit. Some of my favorite shit ever made. I, I
0: know that, yeah.
1: You know, like it is like the best thing that dude has ever laid his hands on.
0: I think that is undeniable. Yes. Yes.
1: So Holocausto de la Mort
0: is so sick.
1: And so I was like, dude, I just want to do a band like this cuz like it is the dumbest fucking shit. Like the drumming's so dumb, the guitarists are ignorant. Like and it was like perfect because John's a punk drummer. He's a hardcore drummer. He's not a flashy metal drummer at all. So when I started demoing the songs, I did it with like program drums and like they were a little bit more like involved. There was some double bass and stuff like that. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I don't do double bass." And I was like, "Dude, whatever, do whatever you you feel fits fits the 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 songs. I trust your judgment." Yeah. And like he comes back with like the first song, and it was like a banger for me at least. Now you guys can be the judge, but that's so that's brings me to the segue of. We have um, debuted one song off an upcoming uh, three-song tape that we're going to put out sometime, hopefully within the next couple months, um, called "Guts of the Priestess." And you know, it's like I come up with like a a list of band names that I wanted to use for various projects, and "Hemophiliac" was one of them. I was like, so surprised. I was like, no one's used this. That does seem kind of shocking, actually. It really
0: does. Yeah, I know. You
1: know, I was like, it's like it literally translates to a love for blood, right? Right. A, you know, a lust for blood. So kind of conceptually it developed from there where I was like, okay, like I really like early Herschel Gordon Lewis films, like blood feast, Color me blood red, sure. 2000 maniacs, the blood trilogy. Sure. So that's how I tied it in. I was like, I'm going to write three songs about those movies. So there you go. So guts of the Priestess is essentially based off of Blood Feast. Lyrically, I tried... So the movies are very silly. They're very, very silly movies. Mm -hmm. They're, like, funny. But, like, there's some, like, quality, like, old-school, like, exploitation gore in it, and that's where they kind of became notorious. So I did this technique where... Now, mind you, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I think Rob Zombie's a fucking hack. But I do acknowledge his influence to a certain extent on me because I do like Old White Zombie and stuff like that. I remember like one method he talked about where he wrote lyrics. He's like, literally all I do is I I'll watch movies and I sit and I do like stream of consciousness writing. And that's yeah. how I come up with my lyrics. So that's what I did. I just sat down with all three of them, stream of conscious, consciousness, a bunch of lyrics, and then just kind of edited them down. to. The, and I tried to like, in my own way, try to elevate it. So it's like they actually genuinely sound menacing. So I was trying to make like fundamentally silly movies seem menacing. Yeah, for sure. With this, So there you go.
0: So yeah. this will be the first time that we've ever like premiered a track from a band where we actually have uh, a band member here. So this Sitting is, with us. Yeah, so this, hope we like it. I, so. I, I, I kind of hope I hope we hate it so much, especially because we've all been friends for so long. Yeah. It would just really be like a perfect cherry on thing, top. You know? Just don't say anything. Just this. <laughs> okay, just like, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, just, just silently. Like, just like, well, there you go. All and right. Then we get right into the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So let's, uh, let's listen to it. So we're going to listen to Guts of the Priestess by Hemophiliac off of Three Blows to the Skull. Yeah, cue, right, cue well. the crickets <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, so that was guts of the priestess by hemophiliac off of their demo three blows to the skull which you said is coming out basically as soon as uh as soon as like the tape duplication plant can can make it happen so that was, that was sick. I liked that a whole lot. I think the riffs are undeniably good. I think Caution's drumming uh, suited that very well. The primitive uh, elements at play here are obviously very much in our, I think, both of our wheelhouses in terms of what we enjoy about yep. uh, death metal. I would be interested to hear this with, like, better production. And I think the instrumentals actually don't suffer too bad from the demo quality. I would like to hear the vocals, like, produced better. Yeah. It's hard to make, because, like, did you use, like, a like just, like, a USB mic or something?
1: No. I used a, a mic with an interface. Oh, okay. Word. Now, mind you, let me say that, like, this is, from my, per, from my standpoint, like, the first completely DIY operation, like, we recorded it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I mixed it and, you know, did everything at home. It was mastered by Will. Will, will Killingsworth? Will, will, will. Killing. So okay. um, so it was definitely a, a learning process. Yeah, and I will sure. say that, like, the vocals were the hardest to get mixed properly. But at the same time, you know, it's like, I was like, well, it can be a little submerged for now. Like, again, I was definitely trying to go for a raw demo quality in the sense that, like, what I was telling... John was, I was like, you know, the thing that makes those demos genuine and cool, is like a lot of those bands, especially then, they didn't know what they were doing. Right. No know? doubt. Yeah. We right. talk they were completely about that. fumbling through it. Yep. And like I was fumbling through it too myself, you know, so like it was completely a learning process. And that's, you know, uh, it, I'm hoping that obviously the next step forward will will be better. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure.
0: No, I thought that was sick. I'm stoked to hear the uh the other two tracks on that for sure.
1: Yeah, so we're thinking about dropping uh, a second one later before the tape comes out, depending on that timeline, and then we'll do the whole thing.
2: Dope. Yeah. yeah Sounded good. Brain cool. shut off. I think you hit the fucking <laughs> Just, I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head with the with the major sort of path that you wanted to go. Yeah. Autopsy and fucking
1: you know, necrophagia. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Glad you guys digged it.
0: All right. So let's uh let's get into the uh the cue proper for the week then. So First up, we have got Old Nick. This is a submission by Jay, who plays in Brats. So this is kind of uh, this is kind of a continuation of a previous submission because we had uh, that band Curtainwall, Wall, that project Curtain Wall, um, that we both liked. Uh, this is a dude from Curtain Wall's like other project. So I think this stuff is more like over the top symphonic black metal shit, uh, which the art certainly fucking reflects. Um, then we have got no one people. This was a submission by Brandon Hayden. And interestingly enough, literally purely by happenstance, people sometimes accuse us, accuse us of like cooking the fucking books here. <laughs> <laughs> and right, I, I right. assure you, we literally don't like I, I'm not I'm not just putting on here like we and even if we do fuck you. It's our it's show. It's our show. Fuck right. Off. But like just for full, full transparency here, we don't do that. But, um, so Adam contributed to this project. Um, it is like a, a Seattle based, right?
1: No, actually the core, which is Brandon and, and, his wife, Krista, are based out of Prescott, Arizona. Oh, no shit? But, but oh, they're, okay. they're from the Pacific Northwest. Oh, okay. We're, so, we're, there yeah. you go. Okay, so yeah, we got
0: No One People with Man Cage, so this is a project that Adam contributed to. Uh, we had it in the queue a while back, but the dice didn't didn't, didn't favor it, so uh, Brandon resubmitted it. Then we have got Launderette with Dressing for Pleasure. This was sent in by Franklin Stein. Uh, he says it's a Portland, Oregon-based band. I cannot remember what the fuck he said about it, but I think it's like synthy, synthy, new wavy. Sure looks like it. You know, egg punk shit. Um, then we have got Utex. Um, this is a, with, uh, yeah, self-titled release. This is a New Orleans-based band. It was submitted by Levi Thompson, who also plays in the band Paprika that uh, we just had on the show. Um, Jonesy, when he, like, sent me that stuff, he was like, oh, yo, the pre-orders for, like, the, the tape are up on Iron Lung. And, uh, you know, don't worry, you don't have to don't rush or anything. I'm sure it's not going to sell out. I'm happy to report that the, all 200 copies of the paprika demo are indeed sold out within a few days. So, I got one. Yeah, I, I got. was going
1: to get one, too. That's unfortunate. So.
0: Uh, yo, I uh, I'll say I, bu- I got two because I ordered one for myself and one for Nate. And then he had already he had already gotten his inconsiderately. <laughs> yeah, inconsiderately. Right. Uh, he had already gotten his. So when I get mine, I'll just give you the second copy. Um, then we have got Academy Order. This was a submission by, uh, Will Neal. Um, this is to Wilt Without Shame. And this is kind of, uh, this is kind of, I guess, um, very timely, uh, because this is a Convulse Records release and I am going out to, uh, the Convulse Records three-year anniversary fest later this week, uh, for anybody in the know who's been paying attention. Um, it's a super, super dope fest that's coming up with, like, basically every band that you would want to see in, in hardcore that isn't sort of, like, mainline shit um, it represents like the hardcore punk end of the spectrum very well. Nate was going to roll out with me; he's no longer able to, um, but I will still be out there, and we we might still still try to do some uh, some fest focused podcasting while we're out that way if we can put it together. And uh, this is something that I knew Convulse put out, but I just haven't gotten around to listening to. Then we have got Goat Piss with Cacophony of Piss, which is. <laughs> I mean, dude the artwork on here is amazing. It's great. I love what I'm fucking seeing. This was submitted by Vince Guglielmi. Hey, Vince! Hey, hey. 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 The- take it easy. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Who starred in the recently released um, uh, the Many Saints of Newark, Newark uh, Sopranos prequel film? I'm sure. Then we have got uh, Cizala Street Punk. This was uh, with La Voz Vegana. Um, I'm sorry to Aitana who submitted this. um, Like, you're actually Mexican, and as I'm sure you know, I don't speak Spanish at all, so forgive my pronunciation. She said this is definitely not just a uh an oi band that sounds like screwdriver but has radical vegan straight edge politics damn so i, I that's th- what i was hoping for. i think i think i think maybe that's exactly what this is i also really like and this could be like a lost in translation shit you know but i like that they have street punk in the title of their band yes Cesala street punk yes i love that that's kind of like that band from uh america who has no uh no comparable excuse being called Escuela Grind. Right. Oh, I just saw them.
1: Yeah. How yeah. were they?
0: I saw a shirt for them last night. Did you tell them to take the word "grind" out of their um, band title because you're? Yeah, I don't start bands called Parasitic Twins Hardcore.
1: <laughs> I didn't have a chance to criticize their name, but actually they were they were quite entertaining. They're well, that's f- cool. Their front woman is uh, pretty. Uh, she's pretty athletic in terms of like her movement and stuff like that. So they were, they were enjoyable. Right on energetic. Yeah. Uh,
0: then we have got death bloom with the wretched conjugation of flesh. This was sent in by Austin Kelly. Um, as you can tell by the name of both the band and the title of the record, um, it's death metal. Then we have got melting rot with John Fett, uh, or I'm sorry, we have melting rot with blood delusions, which as you might guess, um, by the name. And if you're looking at the artwork is a John Fett submission, um, Predictably, some grindcore stuff. He said uh, he had the pleasure of playing with this band and that they were good dudes, which says very little about hey, the quality Everybody's of a good dude. Everyone's right? a good dude. Until you find out they're not. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, I was going to say, I'm sure a lot of people think that I'm a good dude. Um, but then I quickly stopped myself cause I'm sure a lot of people don't think right, that doesn't actually. matter anyway. Facebook right? certainly doesn't <laughs> think you're a good dude at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, and then last up, we have got the tooth with cascade effect. This is a band out of OKC. It was submitted by Yosef Menyevar. I think that's how your last name is produced. Um, produced. Produ- dude, I'm sorry. I'm dealing with so much pronounced. I am dealing with so much. We got the whole new setup here. Mm-hmm. We got the we got the art running through your monitor. This is like a new thing. As a creature of habit, I'm very out of my element. Yeah. Um, so he described this as, as like cacophonous, weirdo shit. It looks it looks dark and arty from the uh, from the artwork. So let's uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up first tonight. Three. All right. Three is Launderette with dressing for pleasure. You can find this at launderette.bandcamp.com. Um, I would spell it out for you, but if you can't spell Laundrette, maybe, I don't know. Go, probably shouldn't be... Go sign up for... You should probably a, shouldn't be listening to the show. You should be going to school. I was just about to say, go sign up for night school. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can find this at laundrette.bandcamp.com. This is a Portland, or Oregon-based Or you don't band. speak English. Or you don't speak English. Sorry. Right. <laughs> right. Sorry I, I forget. Um, we do have a lot of international Wait, listeners. can
1: I stop and can I acknowledge that we're on stolen land <laughs> and...
2: That's what I was saying, we, have, you know, that's a pretty fucking privileged statement for you to make there. Yeah, 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 for sure. No. I need she to you back that. the fuck up. Yeah,
0: yeah, I need to I need to roll a privilege check real quick. Um L A W N D E R E T. <laughs> not 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 even close uh retro futurist punk for rinse cycle fever dreams there you go um i think that we were told to play either the song that they have queued up or mannequin man it looks like they have the first song on the record queued up to play so we'll just we'll go with that we'll trust your instincts uh the band's instincts that they you know put the put the banger up front so we're gonna listen to limelight by laundrette off of dressing for pleasure Right. we just heard the song limelight by the band launderette off of dressing for pleasure and despite the fact that based upon just you know uh, my quick glance at the picture of the folks in the band um it looks like this this group consists of people who probably wouldn't like me um <laughs> i i did really like their music a whole lot that was good we've talked on the show um frequently uh, recently specifically about Um, how a lot of sort of subcategories of of punk and hardcore and metal are experiencing a not unprecedented but nonetheless novel period of time in which a lot of uh, synthesis is taking place. I don't mean like synthesizers but like genre synthesis because so many reference points exist at the literal tip of your fingers at any given time that you can draw from so much stuff. But on the same token, there's also a fair degree of just like straight up... um, just like one-to-one revivalism going on in various different genres too which is something that when it's well executed and it's a genre I like I'm also usually here for this is definitely in that camp this is like straight up like minimal synthy new wave stuff of which there is like not a glut of bands and groups doing this kind of stuff but there is an emerging wave for sure um, and I like a whole lot of it. I mean, all of the standouts I tend to enjoy. I thought this was really, really good. Super fucking catchy. Got the job done. Didn't, outs- you know, overstay its welcome. I, I that a whole lot. How'd you, how'd y'all you feel about it?
2: So this reminded me the, the picture of the folks, the artwork, and then the music itself fairly stripped down yep. compared to a lot of synthy stuff we've heard lately, like, you mm-hmm. know, Nuevo Testamento and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This reminded me of like a live song that you might hear in a British comedy, like The Mighty Boosh. Oh yeah, yeah, It's sure. like part of a comedy bit. Right, right. But it's actually kind of a banger too. Yeah, yeah, no you, doubt. And you it. like? Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah, that's what this reminded me of. Yeah, and,
0: and yeah, this is fucking dope. Adam, how'd you how'd you like that? Yeah,
1: I really liked this a lot, and I pretty sure I had when you mentioned the name, I, it sounded familiar, and the fact that they're from you know up where I currently reside, um, it definitely rings a bell. Um, And it's funny because, you know, Nate and I, we were actually just having a conversation related to this kind of, uh, you know, revival or like certain bands, you know, playing certain styles and then realizing that there's a definite, there's a definite formula and they're able to like nail it. Mm -hmm. And like, that's why I feel like there's a lot of good bands like this because they've all figured out like, you know, the. The formula, or the the you know the the ingredients mm-hmm. that it takes to make a good catchy song, um, in this kind of style, and you know that goes with death metal too. It's just like you can't deny that if it's a good song, it's a good song, even if there's like a glut of things, you know. Sure. So, yeah. Um, and I will say this too, given you know some of my background, I'm always a sucker for uh, someone that has an eye for good design, and you got this very Patrick Nagel looking you know image here of the lady with the like you know the the stroke of color and uh you know it's very uh symmetrical uh it's good tasteful use of fonts yeah and and
0: i I, and i like that the illustration itself is like uh a really amateurish rendition of what you would see like on uh, a 1987 like hair salon right window yes you know what i mean absolutely
1: um it's almost like it's kind of like the uh the animation that's drawn over during uh take on me sure yeah, so, yeah you know yeah, what yeah. i mean so yeah, it's yeah. like if you extracted the the live action and then you have that character um taken out of it but yeah very good yeah i like that
0: all a whole lot bravo Sick. Well, uh, we're all in concurrence because we're all cool people with great opinions. That's right, we're mm-hmm. all good friends that do a lot of group thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's you're right. gonna, you're gonna get even more now, now, th- now, even a hundred percent more concurrence on right. everything.
2: Three minds that enjoy the same music, the same jokes, the same movies. Right. <laughs> that, that now that is the formula for a good and engaging and dynamic <laughs> right. podcast. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> welcome we all
0: have the exact same opinion of almost everything (laughs) so let's uh let's yeah let's not dwell let's roll the dice see what's up next two all right so uh two oh two is no one people this is uh this is this is a project that adam is involved in uh man cage is the track uh and the clock Okay, you you can speak. You can just say which track you want us to listen to because they're still gonna they're gonna receive the information regardless.
1: I don't I don't know if you want to give me a little uh, uh, a little preamble about this as well. Sure, yeah, go for have, it. If, yeah. if you want to wait till we play. But here's
2: the thing: we always make presumptions about the bands because we don't know anybody basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I, and we make wild presumptions sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not only about like the band members' personalities and tastes, but their intellect, uh-huh. um, a lot of things. But now we have a band member here with us, so
1: go ahead. Um, I, when I'm, actually, just go ahead and play it. Okay. Just play it, and then maybe I will offer context, context, context to retroactively. It. So okay.
0: All right. Cool. So we are going to listen to "And the Clock" by No One People off of their release, "Man Cage." We just heard "And the Clock" by knowing people off of their release man cage. Would you like us to give our take and then you provide context, or you want to do you want to do that no, first? No, no, go ahead. Uh, okay, lay into it. Nate, you want to go first? or You want me to take it?
2: Yeah. So the way that you were going on about this, Adam, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I thought I thought maybe we were expecting. Um, I don't know something a little more. Uh, I didn't look at the I didn't look at the descriptors at the bottom at all. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know what is this like some sort of fucking like rock fucking desert rock fusion thing or <laughs> something. Like I don't know anything about this. Right? right. Yeah. It's just basic fast core with a little bit of a rocky part in it. Yeah, yeah. for right? sure.
0: I when it, so when I saw the artwork for this, I was like, oh, this is almost certainly going to be in this sort of, like, PV or FastCore realm. But when, when Brandon, who submitted this, pitched it to me, I don't think he provided really any context for what it sounded like. He just kind of emphasized the fact that this was, like, a collaborative project with friends. So my mind originally or initially and immediately gravitated towards the worst possible iteration of what that like combination of words could mean. Like this is going to be a fucking folk project or something like right, that's what I mean. That's like, what I yeah. immediately thought. Right. I was like, Oh Jesus, a, a f- long distance yeah. collaborative project fellowship among friends who right. gives a shit. Right. Mm-hmm. But exactly. no, this was just a really competent fast core. I think we often, um, I, I think we often low rate a lot of fast core on this show just because We've, we, especially as we have talked about on this show time and time uh, again, we're have are very been there, done that on this stuff. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we've basically
2: heard such a fucking glut of it Yeah, yeah in yeah. the past, especially me in the past 20 years, but yes. especially in the past, like 10, Yes, such an absolute fucking glut of it. And some of it's quality, a lot of it's not. Yeah. And fast core just became like a dumping ground for basically f- at least in, in, My experience, right, Mm -hmm. it just became a dumping ground for, like, low-effort, low-hanging fruit horseshit by people that primarily just wanted to fucking get drunk and didn't actually care about what was coming out of the other end.
0: Right, but I thought that this was actually... this was, like, a surprisingly thoughtful taste on, take on it musically in the sense that I think there was... Uh, it's clear that there was actual mind paid to, like, song structure here. The stop-start aspects, I think, were really effective. Uh, the little mid-tempo mashy part was fun, rocked out. I Yeah, I think this is, this is pretty good. I would not immediately gravitate towards this. I think I'm going to place this, like, right in the sort of, like, middle area of shit. Uh, this is at the higher end of a lot of the fastcore that we've heard on here. Yes. But for my taste, still, like... I would never ask somebody to turn this off, but I would I would probably not put this on willingly in my Here, spare time.
2: Here's the thing. We oftentimes say, like, a lot of times the context of the band matters a ton, right? Yeah, sure. And so, like, if you see the band live or if you know somebody that's in the band, it, you probably think it's fucking dope. Right. I know somebody that's in the band. It exceeded what I was expecting because Adam kept, like,
1: pulling on his collar <laughs> any time we talk about it. Well, and I did that because I know your opinion on this type of music. yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, give it a shot. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm... We're not full on haters. Add no, no fire, type of but I, I felt
2: yeah. when I'm full on haters. The problem is I love it too much. I have such a high fucking standard for. it. Right, right, exa- and, th- right. that's like, exactly that's it. That's the right. fucking problem. <laughs> yes, right. yeah. So I'm not just gonna like fucking gobble down anything that has blast beats that throw my fucking way. Like, right. Yeah, I maybe I did 15 years ago, but I sure as shit I'm not now. Right. And I have a very high standard because, at its best, like this sort of shit. Fastcore, PV, that sort of stuff is some of my favorite stuff. No doubt, yeah. But the problem is, a lot of times it's not at its best. Yeah. This was pretty solid, pretty fucking on point. The vocal
0: delivery was good. I dug it. Adams in the band, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, quite right. quite capable. Not bummed about this at all.
2: And and like, but the thing is, there's not a ton that's different from
0: like it, it's
2: it's a narrow lane. Yeah, for sure. It's a narrow lane, right? So yes. given the context, yeah, dug it, and I'll give it like a higher score. But nevertheless, it is it is uh at the uh, upper end echelon of what we generally hear. Yes, I agree with that, right? for sure. At least there was no fucking, like, you know,
1: Cookie fucking Monsters? Cookie Monster, yeah. Max Ward, fucking Eric Wood bullshit in this. No doubt. So, so now do you want to so provide
0: context for this?
1: I made it through the gauntlet. <laughs> I had two songs played right in front of you guys, and now I can I can loosen up. <laughs> now we can move on. There you go. Oh, I feel Feeling great, feeling good. Uh, so... The context within this is uh, that I feel I should provide is this is an interesting collaborative uh, project because no one people is expected to put out multiple releases with different lineups each time. Mm -hmm. The whole intent behind why Brandon and Krista formed it was to have their friends participate on each release and, you know, change it. But they would be like the core that would write the music, write the lyrics, kind of drive the vision of it. And um, I used to be in a band with Brandon. I was in Endorphins Lost, and I've been friends with him and his wife for quite some time. They are some of the hardest-working, most dedicated musicians I've ever met in my life. Like, Brandon has done so much to maintain his relationship with his bands, even though he's moved, like, very far away. Yeah, Endorphins Lost is still very active. Uh, They're also in Transient, also very active. So, like, when I hear about bands that, like, someone moves away and they just, like, shit the bed because of it, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no excuse. Yeah, I agree. Like, you either want to make it happen or not. For man. sure. Because yep. this, you know, this is a prime example of somebody that has done everything they can to keep producing and being creative and being involved. Yeah, but he's probably fucking rolling in it, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's some, like, questionable income coming in. No, no. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, and the thing with this is, uh, kind of like uh, referencing like the the hemophiliac being like kind of a completely internal DIY project. Same thing with this. They have a pretty nice like little home studio there, and we just came down and um we learned the songs. Came down. It was me. Uh, the drummer's Joe Axler, who was in that other mystery band with me. He's okay. he's in Theories. He's he was in Scarp. Oh, okay, cool. So um, that's the drummer. Uh, the guitar player is uh, Drew from a group called Woundvac, okay, like a grind band from Phoenix. I think like Brandon submitted them at one time. Yeah, get around to yeah
0: it. I think it was in the queue. I remember that name. Yeah,
1: um, And I'm playing bass. And then okay. Brandon and Krista are both uh, doing dual vocals. Okay, cool. So, um, And this, incidentally, is going to be the first 7-inch that I release on my label. Oh, dope. That's what's up. Yeah, so uh, um, ne- early next year, I'm hoping because again, everything is so backed up. But yeah. that's that was the report I got was early next year it's going to come out, and I'm I'm proud to produce it to the world. But for right now, you can check it out the whole album and and there you go. So
0: all right, sick. Yeah,
1: yeah. Pretty pretty good, man. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. Um, let's roll the dice.
0: Five. Okay, five is uh, Cesala Street Punk. Like I said. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. La Vaz Vigana. Um You can find this at Streetpunk.bandcamp.com. Yeah, I mean, it looks, I mean, vegan's right in the name of the uh, title. The, the album cover is a, a ski-masked man holding a liberated monkey. Um, so let's just read what they have to say about themselves. Cezala is vegan straight-edge oi and street-punk band from Latin America who supports vegan and animal rescue causes. 100% of the collection will be determined. Um, I think maybe what they mean to say is that the proceeds from the sales of this will go to some sort of cause. That's to be determined. <laughs> but it's, be, it's to be determined where they go. Yeah, we um, won't we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see. Um, I don't believe that she suggested any specific song, so we'll just go with the opening track on here, title which is track? also the title track. So we'll listen to La Voz, Vig- La Voz Vigana by Cezala Street Punk. we just heard "Lavos Vigana" by Cesala Street Punk off of their uh, release "Lavos Vigana." Yeah, Adam, how yeah, do you feel about I, that?
1: I'm holding the talking stick. Oh, we're gonna this gonna keep going. Hey, it's with the, the fucking it. autoplay, man. I was, open, I was opening, I was opening
0: it up so I could look at the art, and I could look at the fucking
2: band page, and it auto plays. <laughs> Adam, how do you feel about that? So,
1: there was a wise individual uh, once commented to me when it comes to music of a certain persuasion that you know a more activist-minded you know, kind of persuasion that there's things to consider, two things to consider when it comes to things like that. There's the music and then there's the message. Right. And I think this is a good example of um, <clears throat> where there might be an imbalance. For sure, yeah. And, in, in, um, you know, in the two
0: yeah i i agree and i actually think that it's kind of it's strangely fitting and in line with like oi's fraught history oi and street punk's fraught history because there's often an, an imbalance between the music and the message but usually that message is one of uh white power and heritage right <laughs> right, right, and, right. And, and oftentimes the music is a in an afterthought to presenting that As message 100%. and a lot of like racist oi and yes. shit, with some notable exceptions mm. but I, I it also really struck me as somebody who, you know, I've been vegan for a long time. I was interested in like, you know, 90s vegan straight edge stuff, um, even before I actually became vegan. And like this, maybe it's just my, my familiarity with that, you know, broad swath of of bands that were playing heavier music in the 90s and, and early aughts. But like, this seems like an incredibly ill fitting vehicle to like deliver a militant vegan message, you know what I mean? Like I hear Earth Crisis, and I'm like, I'm gonna go fucking like, I'm gonna go liberate some minks, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I hear like the fucking crushing breakdowns mm-hmm. of Earth Crisis, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm I I, I could see some somebody, somebody being um compelled to action based on the strength of this music right. whereas this is very celebratory lighthearted, very like my first punk band like major bar chord type of deal and i'm like this doesn't this does not at all want, want to make me go you know fucking break every lock and empty every cage i
1: was gonna say this does not uh compel me to want to terrorize people for lifestyle choices Yeah, not,
0: no not at all i i, I want to be menaced into feeling as if i must adhere to the message that's being presented and this did not do that for me
2: it was too cheery, way too cheery. Way too cheery. Like, if yeah. this song had a lot more snarl to it, yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Like, as far as, you know, the chord progressions and the riffs and stuff, fine. It's sure. it's fine street punk oy, right? Yeah, sure. But there was no teeth to it. No, not at None. all. None. Even with the vocal delivery, it sounded happy. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, everything about it sounded pretty happy. I didn't have
0: a problem with the song per se. I just wish it were meaner. Yeah, for sure. And also like this is this is incredibly entry level for street punk. Like you could you could find sure. 20 to 30 songs with very little effort that probably utilize this exact same format and chord progression. And like I, we've said on this show many many times, like innovation is not a critical component of making good music, especially when you're just doing kind of like rote genre recitation, which I'm I'm personally not mad at when it's well done. This is just it was it was playing a particularly um, just sort of like limp-wristed, uh, ineffectual, kind of like weak variety of street punk that like as an adult I just am not attracted to. Like if I were 16 and I heard this, I'd be like, yeah, cool. Now I'm just like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I think make this a little more aggressive, pick it up a few BPM. Add some leads to- in there. Yeah,
2: totally different. You know? Totally different fucking opinion of it, right? For sure. Yeah. It, for me, it just was the lack of teeth because you got people with balaclavas and fucking ski masks on. Right. Right. Um, you've got somebody with a ski mask cuddling a very sick-looking cat, <laughs> and you know, like it was just too. It it, it it sounded like uh, it sounded like a fucking children's show. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have a question. Uh huh. Do you guys think on that artwork, is that the money monkey?
0: <laughs> it might be the money monkey. <laughs> that is the money monkey. The money the money monkey needs that money back. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it bad. He needs it back back because he's he's in a bad way. So
1: <clears throat> I completely skipped over the whole street punk thing. Um like, I like studs and leather street punk shit? Never, never was my, my steeze at all. I tried to give it a shot, like way late. Mm-hmm. I remember so there was a record store I worked at that, incidentally, Nate and I met at. Right. Um, Nate's mentioned it. It was subterranean. It was downtown. Yep. I was a clerk there. it was a very surly clerk. You
2: were. You got really mad at me for buying a Neurosis Word is Law LP. Motherfucker. You were like, Why, where, where the fuck was that? I was like, it's back in the stack. You're like, God fucking damn it. <laughs>
1: See, I thought it was that you were the guy that called in and was like, hey, do you guys got any ICP? And I said, we don't sell that fucking
2: no, shit. No, 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 that wasn't me. Actually, the first time I met you there, because I would come in every Wednesday after going down to get some euros for fucking dinner, and uh, I, I, I would stop in because in, you guys were right around the corner from the fucking joint, and uh, I'd stop in at Subterranean and was perpetually disappointed, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, very disappointed because, you know, being from around Pittsburgh every Friday night, it was fucking record stores, shows, fucking... You know, toy store, and then uh, like it, like grown idiots, we would fucking go into like, you know, we would go into like Toys R Us and wait till they put the fucking boxes of Star Wars figures down on the ground and hurry up and open them and look for the rares and shit like that (laughs) and pay, 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 you know, pay just like a minute before they closed. Right. Um, But, uh, and then we, you know, it was like that was the fucking weekend, Friday, Saturday night thing. And then here I get to Fort Wayne and it's like, oh God. And there was Subterranean and there was this surly Adam Walker this surly dude, um, that, uh, was hanging out behind the counter. And the first time that I, that I recall actually talking to you, I went in, you never said anything to anybody that came in. And you were always, you reading some fucking bullshit philosophy book or some shit like that. And, uh, I went back and looked, there was like two record bins that had like, like crates that had used records. And the rest of it was like, um, water pipe supplies and incense and incense burners and t-shirts and cds because it was also a head shop yes and uh there was a dude that wanted to buy a lighter that said ftw with a skull or a middle finger and he's like oh man that's cool fort wayne fort wayne (laughs) he's like that's cool and i go that's not what that means from like the back of the shop and you say the guy's like yeah dude what are you fucking retarded that's not (laughs) what that fucking means and and he's like well what's it mean you're like it means fuck the world He's like, fuck the world. That doesn't mean Fort Wayne. And the guy's like, oh, oh. And he got kind of bummed and, like, left. <laughs> yeah.
1: I You know, I didn't suffer those particular people. But that was, incidentally, what kept the place afloat was that pl- selling all those products. Yeah, right, of course. But the,
2: I, I'm not going to hijack your comment about working at the record store, but there was tons of this sort of stuff yeah. at Subterranean.
1: Yeah, so that's what I was trying to say was, like, so the first time I ever really experienced this stuff, because I liked 70s seven punk and i like basically like i got into like early punk like new york punk loved like the new york art punk scene yeah and then got into uh post-punk and goth and that's kind of like that was my trajectory like i completely I, I grew up on the in the middle of nowhere there was yeah. no streets there was right. no reason to be a street punk but i was like whatever so I, I found a casualty cd and i can't even remember what it is at this point and i was like put it in i was like Man, this shit sucks. This is so fucking boring. Like, how could anybody like this? This is not aggressive to me at all. And so I just like never got into it. Now, incidentally, not to draw this out too much, but I did go on tour with the casualties many years later. Mm -hmm. I uh I roadied and did merch for a band from uh Minneapolis called In Defense on a couple tours. Yep. And one of them was 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 with the casualties for most of it and part of it was Goat Horror. And incidentally like i came around to them on that tour because at that time they had just released this one record on season of miss like they got signed to a metal label they really released something on season of miss yeah and it was oh, like weird. pretty good because it was like speed metal oh yeah, yeah like yeah. they they had significantly like kicked up the tempo of their songs and it was fun like you know it was fun watching them live like we played. uh they played in richmond and like dave brocky got up on stage and did a did a stage dive and like they were really nice guys. And then, you know, of course the whole thing happened later on with, you know, sure. which that's Shh. for another time. Yeah. But you know, so another time on another show, <laughs> but I, you know, at that point I was like, okay, you know, like yeah I, I appreciated it, but it was never,
0: I, I think that that kind of like charged hair, studs and leather street punk stuff is, is pretty exclusively the fair of like starter pack. Punk, Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, if you don't, if you don't begin with that or get into that, like very early on, it's it's not it's not critical that you revisit it later. Well know? it's
1: it's just interesting to me that it that it's like a an offshoot of what I like bands that I really like and I think yeah. are fundamentally pretty aggressive and raw like discharge. Sure, yeah, yeah. gbh Like I love all those bands. Yeah, that they're like hard as fuck. And then you got this iteration of it. It's just like it's very it's a very neutered form of the music yeah, in a lot of ways. It's, so it's
0: it's defanged for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'll have to say about that. Hey. Good on you for taking care of the money monkey. Um, yeah, but you know your your tunes aren't—they're <laughs> yeah. not doing much for me. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm glad that they're taking care of the that poor little little dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Also, Nate, I'll I'll edit this out. But if you can if you can get if you I, can get I, that mic, I'm trying, you're, man. You're, but you're, I can't see the fucking.
1: I can't see what I'm looking at. Just act like it's a big cock.
0: You're you're struggling. Your voice is compared to Adam and I. It's like you're in a distance. How's this? Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking great, but it's gonna fuck. It is gonna fuck with my ability to mix this appropriately. Okay. So maybe back it off a little bit. On the next episode, we'll try and keep it more consistent. Yeah. But how's this? That's that's a lot better. All right. So at some point during this episode, people are gonna be like, "Yeah, this sounds good." Um. All right. What we what we roll? All right. We rolled a uh, seven. Okay, seven. Uh, So seven is the tooth with cascade effect. You can find this at the tooth OKC. Also, I think I think maybe I should just make an executive decision here and say since we're already like around the hour mark in, we maybe just forego messages on this one, especially since we got a guest. Maybe. You know what I mean? And just like try and power through
1: some music. Okay. Um, if you want to do that, that's fine. I, I would like to do that, yeah. Right. That's, I mean, that's fine. See, I <laughs> when, when we have guests, which is not, very often, I, I kind of forego that rule. It's like a guest kind of implies that you know, you're getting more bang for you get your the, buck. You
2: get the full fucking thing. Yeah.
1: So right? whatever. But uh, it's it's your show. We do man. every
2: song. We do every band in this. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all the. No,
0: I've been uh, I've been outvoted.
1: So we'll do yeah, we'll do that. Once again, I mean, I am getting paid handsomely for this. I think you.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'll defer. I don't I don't give We're a gonna shit. Do, so. We might as well not even roll the die anymore. We're just gonna do all the ten <laughs> bands.
1: <laughs> let's just do Hell Week right now while I'm in town.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have like six fucking weeks of <laughs> shit to make up. So. Oh, dude, we got we've got more than that. We're in early August with submissions right now. I know. So we, we're gonna
2: be so far behind the fucking. It is. It's earth, October now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. what the fuck are these guys still talking about? This band they broke up already.
0: <laughs> so uh, let's just listen to. Uh, they got the opening opening song on this EP queued up to play. So we'll go with that. So we're just gonna listen to "Piercing the Skin of Grief by the Tooth." off of Cascade Effect. We just heard Piercing the Skin of Grief by the band The Tooth off of their release cascade effect. Uh who wants who wants to take this? Who wants to field it first? I was gonna say that this sounds like something Adam would have been in when he lived in Indy. That's true. Yeah, it's it's not it's not entirely uh it's not distant from something you might have been doing down there.
1: Once again, like minds.
0: Gen generally speaking, this was pretty
2: solid. Yeah. I yeah. don't revisit stuff like this very yeah. often. We've said it before because Anymore, I like my shit to be of a single flavor. I'm not into right. the fucking King's Castle of fucking ice cream scoops. Right. Just right. give me just give me one. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. But that said, this is a pretty good blending of several different things that kinda got the blood going a little bit.
0: Yeah, this was like obviously masterfully executed. I mean, like, uh the the songwriting here is good. This is not this is not a variety of heavy music that I revisit often, but as a dude with like a Converge throat tattoo, it's certainly one that was formative on me. Um, you know, this is this is of the the mid to late aughts slash early teens variety of dark heavy metallic kind of techie hardcore slash heavy music that was definitely birthed from like Converge and early Cave In and gave way to bands like Gaza and Trap Them and shit like that. Um, And I like all of the bands that I just mentioned a whole lot, but even Converge as somebody who was like a mega fan of, of everything they ever put up through, through like Axe to Fall. um, I don't even revisit Converge that often. And at at one point they were one of my favorite bands and I would still consider them one of the most formative bands on, on my tastes during a certain period of my life. So yeah, I probably would never put this on on purpose, but with it, coming across our desk on the show I wasn't bummed on this at all and actually i think it's like a fairly um it's fairly novel in the year twenty twenty one too like there aren't a ton of bands that are are drawing um from like the highly specific mix of influences that i think this band was and i also think there was like a fair a fair amount of uh doom thrown into the mix here that was uh that that helped elevate the 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 music you know i'm I
2: mean? there's a lot of stuff in here yeah and none of it doesn't it didn't sound like just like a collage of shit yeah yeah for
0: sure you know yeah it no it all worked well together how yeah. do you feel about this adam
1: yeah so i i totally had that thought um that it resembled some things that i would i had a tendency to write you know and, and do at one point and <clears throat> it's interesting to see and hear a band doing that now because like i said it's it's not something that happens often. Maybe it's that kind of things coming back around. I, I guess it, it's
0: probably it's been about ten years since this had its moment in the sun, so it's it's due for a revival at some point.
1: So the interesting thing about this type of stuff and the reason why I personally gravitated towards it, and you know, Nate, I think can corroborate this to a certain extent, was so you know I cut my teeth on death metal and black metal mm-hmm. like at a point where you know it. W- it was still fairly new, you know, and um, so that was like my origins. But what happened was, as time went on, like I got progressively more into a certain iteration of crust, yeah, you know, crust and like D beat, and then that coincided with, you know, the uptick of more metallic hardcore stuff yeah. like Converge and Cave In, like you were saying, and then early Mastodon, sure, yeah, yeah, um. And then, like, even stuff that, like, uh, Chris Callahan was involved. Oh, here. yeah, like cursed, cursed and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that stuff all, like, meshed in a way for me that made sense yeah. where I wanted to, like, create those kind of sounds together. I wanted to mm-hmm. overlay them where it was, like, it had a certain, like, heavy, dark, hardcore sensibility but definitely was rooted in metal, yeah. you know, and was burly and really emphasized, like, loud amplification and, uh-huh. like, very, very, like... You know, like um, heavy guitar tone and stuff like that, and introduced a lot of like weird time changes and atonality, and so yeah. I mean, I really like this a lot too, given that. And same, I don't really listen to stuff like that anymore. Once in a while, I'll go revisit it. Like, you know, I was also a converged super fan. Yeah, you know, I uh, they were definitely very integral into the kind of sound that I wanted to have at some point. For sure. So yeah and uh these young gentlemen have uh, very nice hair also <laughs> i tell you what i was i was looking Hairsuit at the picture individuals of them. with very nice facial hair so I gotta except, give him credit for that. For, except for the one guy. The one guy's got kind of a dirt stash with like the chin beard, which incidentally, that's a throwback. Also, yes, we all had yeah. chin beards. <laughs> oh yes. in the early 2000s. Sure. You know, I'm so, lucky
0: enough to have never been you, able to you, even yeah, you grow were, enough chin hair to do that. Right. And so. you were just
1: able to bypass that. But like, right. early 2000s, the chin beard was in vogue. You could find pictures of me with like an eight-inch Abraham
2: Lincoln. Oh, beast. oh, I know. Absolutely. You can right. find.
0: You can find a few. You can right. find if more than more than a few. There's pictures probably
2: of that. more pictures of me looking like that. That than anything else that's actually probably true yeah. The, yeah
1: the 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 guy that we're referring to specifically with the mustache and nice hair actually looks like our our friend darren that we were discussing he, a does, young he darren. does he does look look like kind of look, look like a young, like darren. A young darren my, my point
2: with this was again with the fucking woods and the faces <laughs> yeah for sure right? Right. Yeah, yeah here yeah. we go again hey guys there's a fucking there's a fucking wall of fucking dirt with some roots uh-huh. in the woods Let's go out there and look like we couldn't give two shits. <laughs>
1: well, my, my man in the leather jacket's wearing a wolves in the throne room shirt, so you got to have that also. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure so they're right. clearly, they're they're in tune with nature. I, are, I, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I had one chance to see wolves in the throne room. Went to them, saw them. Uh, they played at the end of the night. Uh-huh. They spent forty five minutes dicking around
1: with the keyboard trying to get it to work. You so told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, they played a show in indie years ago and uh this guy that i knew um who was a complete maniac i was talking to you about him like not too long ago as far as roommates go at the secret location this guy like apparently told uh their merch person their merch lady that he hoped that that she would get raped jesus and because like he was acquainted with some of us like it became like a real big deal where like he ran out because everybody was like we're gonna find this dude beat his ass and i'm like yeah fuck that dude like he better not come back to my house because he was like friends with my roommate and stuff like that and it was not chill at all so yeah that sounds like a bummer of a night it was uh, it was more like in more than one way there was so much drama that night like it was unreal but like uh they were nice enough people it's never been my thing you know like i feel like it's it's a little meandering and stuff like that i like him i like wolves in the throne room a lot but i also play
0: Playing a band that at one point was more than a little bit influenced by Wolves of the Throne Room. So that, I don't like Wolves of the That tracks. The yeah, no. I in my mind's I eye, I to, hear,
2: yeah. in my mind's eye recommended that show, I reminded, remembering that show, I, I seem to remember people, like, openly complaining and telling them to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it might have just been me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Come so, on. And so I just I just left. I was like, yeah. fuck this. Word.
0: Well, yeah, that was uh, that was really capable. Like I said, not something I gravitate towards these days, but uh, but kind of cool to, to to hear people in the year twenty twenty one pulling from like the trap them enabler camp doing it stuff. Well. And doing oh, speaking it very of well. uh, uh really shitty <laughs> people, computers. yeah, yeah, speaking enabler. of really shitty fucking people, yeah, uh, an, an, an apt name for the band, right? <laughs> ap-
1: well, I mean that joke is definitely uh, which incidentally, you know, had a homeboy from um uh Fallout Boy. He was their drummer. Andy, yeah. Andy Andy. played drums for Enabler for a while. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It was interesting. So, all right. What's up next?
0: Six. All right, 6 is Melting Rot with Blood Delusions, the uh, the John Fett submission for the evening. You can find this at meltingrot.bandcamp.com. This is a grindcore band from Aurora, Illinois. What a surprise, right? <laughs> um, let's uh, let's just jump <laughs> let's just jump right in. I, I, I really I really want to hear the second song because it has a very good title. Buried, Buried alive, alive, dug up, up then, then murdered. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. They do have the third song queued up to play though, so we'll okay. we'll defer to them on that. So we're gonna listen to Force Funneled bas- Battery Acid by Melting Rot off of Blood Delusions. heard the song forced Force funnel to battery acid by melting rot off of blood delusions and uh, yeah this is this is exactly this is exactly what i expected going into it looking at it knowing from from whence it whence the submission uh or, or originated um this is like at this juncture in my life has been relegated to the role of basically strictly strictly background music this comes on at any time. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, call you out for your egregious poor taste or anything like that. This is perfectly capable uh, grind, leaning into some some gore grind tropes here and there, especially with the vocal delivery. You know, it does very very little for me. It's it's pretty run of the mill in terms of of what's on offer here. It's not bad. You know, the guitar sounds like it's broken. The gutturals are comically stupid. Those were bad. Yeah. Like. But they're but again pretty pretty on brand for like gore grind. Stuff. I would have
2: liked this so much better if there was actually a little bit of like shifting on the vocals and make it sound like fucking hemorrhage or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would have liked this quite a bit more.
0: Yeah, that would have helped a lot. And like I said, I'm not bummed on this at all. I you know I'm not I'm not angry at this. I don't think that this is bad. It's just um, there's just no space left in my brain. For stuff like this really you know what i mean it, i i accumulated so much of it over the years this is it's just i'm at i'm at capacity with it i think yeah, i thought it was i thought it was fine uh like i said vocals weak part for me
2: um i'm not going to depict there's plenty of shit out there like you know that's that's in this lane that uh yeah it's fine it's all the same if it comes up on a spotify fucking list or whatever i'm not even bothering to look and see who it is no not at right? all. it might as well be the same band as i just heard yeah i will say the artwork is really something
1: yeah, I like the artwork. I like
2: the artwork. It's some
0: sort of ski mask mutant really taking it out on the ladies. The artwork is much higher quality, actually, than you would typically expect uh, that's, to be associated with a release like
2: this. So, yeah, and that's I was looking to see who did it because it's actually pretty dope. Um, and I guess that's kind of why I was disappointed with how sort of like low-fi this was. Like, it wasn't yeah. like real full in the years. That too, yeah. It was kind of thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: but Whatever. Adam, how would you feel about it?
1: Yeah, so the vocals definitely were the the weak link, most low effort part of this that could have could have been punched up a little bit. Um yeah. the artwork is clearly the most captivating aspect of this release and I will say there's like this is uh there's a um, analog to the film world, especially like film that I like of a particular era where consistently you had in the 70s and 80s like, the dopest artwork with, like, the some oh, yeah. ma- masterful, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, painters yeah. and illustrators for, like, the biggest piece of shit movie. And, oh, sure. And, like, when I say piece of shit, I say that with the utmost love because right. I will ingest piles and piles of shit movies. Like, I just... Give me all the shit. Well, we should note note that you have a movie podcast. Right. I I meant to plug that earlier because you were asked about my bona fides. But, yes, I do a movie podcast um, that focuses on cult movies of of a wide spectrum. Yeah. Cult movies, when you hear that, you tend to think sometimes of a specific thing. But it's a wide swath of cult movies that fall under that rubric. Mostly centered around slashing women Absolutely. And that's that's my preferred. That's, that's it. Most of the cult movies are about slashing women. Slashing women. Yeah, and there we go. We have the mutant that's slashing right, the that's woman right, right here. Have- so what I'm saying is like, yes, there's there was obviously a lot of effort and thought and, and technique put in this artwork, and I really like that. So artwork by Putrid, by the way. That's that, the best thing that about makes this sense. release. Artwork by Putrid. Yeah, so there that makes have. sense. Putrid obviously is a, a, a very talented illustrator. And that does look like his style, so that that all tracks. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like music's fine. Again, you know, I'm of the same kind of like mindset of you guys as you guys were. Like, you know, I was around a lot of this stuff. I got inundated with it. I played shows with bands like this. I'm friends with people that are in bands like this. But, you know, there's so much, only so much like bandwidth you have. Yeah. With that type of stuff where you're just like okay I've heard this before yeah so certainly
0: so what do we want to do boys we want to roll the dice one more time and do another band or we want to pivot straight to uh, voicemails we're already like a little over an hour into the show we can go long it's no big deal I'm, let's, I'm let's down let's go, for whatever
2: let's go to the voicemails because we that's six songs on this yeah 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 for sure <laughs> that's, that's all anybody fucking
0: deserves <laughs> that's it it's all these ingrates deserve for you sure. don't get what you want you get what you deserve you get what you fucking deserve that's right yeah. alright cool so we'll, uh, we'll pivot to voicemails then
3: guys um so i was having i had an idea while you guys were talking about grim sk- grim skin and um i was thinking you guys should try to uh make some grim skin bootlegs you know but like with like blm or fucking anti-fascist designs on it because you know fuck them what's he gonna do um and then don't stop there you could like make Burzum trans rights t-shirts or fucking uh marduk anti fascist designs. It I don't know. I it I'd fucking buy a shirt like that. Um it'd be also it'd be pretty cool to see like black metal babies like curiously Google why their favorite band isn't racist anymore. It just the general confusion would be pretty awesome to witness. So um yeah or or uh Grimskin gay retard shirts. I think that would also be pretty sick. Anyways, uh fuck you guys. See ya.
2: I think it'd be pretty sick to make a whole line of bootleg fucking, you know, you know Marduk shirts and like your favorite fucking like, you know, on the fucking mountain black metal band shirts. Yeah, that basically cater to whatever cause you like.
0: Yeah, that would be fucking sick. So it so it's like Burzum, gay communist black metal. Right, but then <laughs> right, right. you could also want to, like
2: you know burzin for the fatherland, and there's like a, a dripping swastika,
0: right? <laughs> right. Like, well, that's probably just an actual Burz, i'm sure.
2: It might be, but what I'm saying is like whatever you want, right, right? Right. 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 Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. You're the the caller is on to something, yeah. king, and it could be like you know <laughs> about the new impossible fucking whopper or something.
0: Yeah, that that's not a bad idea. What, whatever, it? whatever your fucking
2: whatever your kick. Yeah. Right. You can it, 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 you know. Then you don't have to feel bad about liking Burzum. You can let people know, I like Burzum, but I'm also, you know, into this. So it's right. just music, guys. You're right, reserve your judgment. It's just music, guys. <laughs> right. And you
0: can have the full fucking spread. Yeah, right? This is actually a pretty good idea. I don't have like the wherewithal or the interest to commit to this, especially cuz I already do like the comic book and anime bootleg t-shirt game. Um, but I mean, Yo, if 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 the caller in question is not going to do it themselves, then I mean, some enterprising young listener should should go ahead and just take the charge and yeah. like just do it because I think there's some there's some money in that. You, you know, could, what you, I
2: mean? you you could you could fucking you know you could put the fucking like like a Graveland shirt uh-huh. with the rainbow flag in the, in the back <laughs> instead of like Teutonic banners. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's not a bad
1: idea. Yeah. So I definitely see like you know there's potential for that because. You know, you got those, like, targeted ads uh-huh. that happen. And, like, it's always, like, those shitty, like, novelty, like, black metal shirts. Like, yeah. you know, with a cat, with, you know, corpse paint or whatever. So yeah, you could definitely, like, get in that market with that. You like, do no a hot scroll and, like... Oh look at this! You know, it's like a Burzum Burger King shirt. I'm totally gonna oh, buy it, dude. Like,
0: who whoever came up with the stupid ass fucking cat flag shirt is probably a millionaire now. So right, yeah, you could do life. a you could do a Burzum King shirt, and a bunch of morons would buy that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah. actually, there is like a, actually, don't do that. Yeah, because we're gonna do. Because we're just gonna we're do. We're just do gonna do that. Yeah, right? we're. Yeah, we'll just. Why the do
4: fuck that. are we giving these people these good fucking ideas? <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, we're gonna do that. Nobody else do that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's listen to the next one.
4: Hey guys, what's up? Um, funny, funny enough, I was uh, gonna call in one of these weeks and ask what you guys thought about Fucked Up because being from Toronto, they're a huge band here and um i didn't hear you talk about him until of course the the patreon episode that you just did where you said that you love them um so then i was like all right whatever um and then you started playing infest and i was like "Hmm, does infest sound like youth of today and then literally gray said oh yeah infest sounds like fucked up youth of today and then i was like okay so i don't have anything to call about anymore so um I'm just going to ask, somebody called in and asked, do you poo while you pee? And I think the answer for everybody is yes, but um my dog doesn't poo, pee while she poos. And I'm wondering, why don't dogs pee while they poo? And I, I'd like to, you know, I, I think Nate would probably know the answer to that. Um I mean, the obvious answer is that they, uh, they have different biology than us, but do you know any of the specific nitty-gritty type shit about why dogs um, don't piss when they shit while humans have to piss while they're shitting? Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.
0: Really, really, really topical question yeah.
4: for our
2: podcast. So I think the main reason is because it's unclean, right? uh uh-huh. I mean it, it it it's offensive to the dog the animal's sensibilities to do that right
0: <laughs> you think that's why I think that's why it's not just a, it's not a difference in biological makeup if it,
2: if if it's if it's like my dog it's because he's fucking well out of piss before he decides to take a shit
0: maybe like yeah, maybe he's lifting his that, leg yeah. and
2: literally nothing is coming out and he's standing there like he's actually doing anything right, right 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 yeah and then he decides to take a shit perhaps yeah he's well out of
0: piss that's yeah, I think that's a fair assertion. What about you, Adam?
1: Well, I did want to point out like if I if I did hear this caller correctly, semantically the way he phrased it was do you like everybody poos while they pee?
0: Yeah, he. Was so that
1: p- implies like yeah. I could be at the John and <laughs> right. I'm just shitting myself right there. I think well, that's I, why I
0: that's why I lower my pants all the way to the floor <laughs> when yeah, I'm at a in case. Euro. No, I think I think that was just uh, I think that was just misspoken. Right. Yeah.
1: But yes, I mean yes. When when I poo, I do generally pee. Yeah we we talk we talk We've this talked, point, we talked we talk this the, point to death. Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's really not much more you can say. No. I'm just gonna say it's because uh, you know they're dogs, man. Yeah,
0: that's a great answer. Right. Very compelling stuff. I used to have a cat that would grunt and shake when it was shit. <laughs> oh, well, I do that too. Like really. it would sit there in the litter, litter box like... and go. Uh, 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 uh,
2: and you could see it like shake
1: a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever had like a real good pee and like you kind of shiver? It's oh, something. yeah. It's like you yeah. just like let it out and you're just like. <sighs>
0: yeah, piss shivers, man. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right. Let's listen to the next one. <laughs>
5: Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I just want everybody listening to the show to know that if you go on the Drank website, you can get 15 cans of it for 50 bucks instead of Amazon, which is like 40 bucks for eight cans. So anybody that's really looking to relax and uh, wants to get it a little bit cheaper, get it straight from the website. <clears throat> Second part of this message is, for smoky johnson smoky johnson you always call in saying that you're smoking fat cocks and if you could could you please send like a little bit of proof that you're smoking fat cocks either to like the email or maybe even the, the facebook group all right bye (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. So Smokey Johnson called out by fresh Ben. Yeah. Uh questioning the veracity of his claims that he's smoking fat cocks while he's also smoking fat doink doinks. But more importantly, Ben putting it out there that uh if you're a drank connoisseur like myself, you can get uh you there's a cheaper option out there for you direct from the provider.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well that's why I provided the drank website. Right? right, yes, exactly. Here's the thing. We well, we were talking about doing we might have to do another Hell Week before you know, at the end of the year. Yes. Right? Yeah. Let's chug drank the whole time.
0: Dude, that, no, uh, no, that would be, like, we, we wouldn't be able to do the, it. But the, w- then we
2: could, ver- does it even do anything?
0: Yes, for sure.
2: Then let's, let's, let's do like, you know, like fucking Red Bull or Energy Choice of Drink alternate, right? <laughs> that sounds that would, drink, that would drink, that would drink, that would drink for like nine hours.
0: Dude, we, the last time we did the Hell Week, un, unaided by, by energy and or relaxation beverages, it was, it was genuinely hellish by the end. So I don't think that we need to like up the ante at
2: all, <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Never mind. Just shit all over it, right? <laughs> can
1: Can you guys familiarize me with drank? Is this like a CBD beverage? Drank uh, is drank is like a fake. It's it's like
2: an exploitative like fake drink. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, fake. It's like it's, it's like, like, like fake lean. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah. fake lean,
0: but it has right. like melatonin and valerian root in it. And it's it's marketed like you know like it's an extreme. It's it's marketed as an extreme
2: relaxation oh. beverage. It's marketed it as if like you know Lil Wayne also drinks this.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm right. sure he does.
0: So Lil Wayne drank the stuff that put him in the hospital with various strokes and seizures. Right, right, right. Which <laughs> not drank. Might have been. He might add something else to it. Yeah, if if he was if he was sipping on drank, there was codeine in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh. I thought it was off the shelves for a long time. Well, it ha- has been off the shelves for a long time. But uh, it was recently discovered that uh, in fact you could purchase it from drank's website and Amazon. So I'm pretty ecstatic about it. How Fresh Ben actually a- already a- a- um ordered a 15 pack. So the next time I go over there, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna take a little sip. See see if it holds up to see your memory. If, yeah, I, and I hope to Christ it does. Yeah. Um. All right.
6: Yo, uh, I don't know why, but um, you guys ever like watch a TV show and then find like a punk or hardcore song that might be obscure or wouldn't make sense to be in that TV show? Just like randomly playing. Do you guys have like a specific show or an episode of a show? I was watching The X Files, and there's an episode where they're like, it's with the bounty hunters. If you guys watched it, and the bounty hunter randomly plays damn, Sorry, I'm like brain farting on which Black Flag song it is. God, it's off damaged. Uh okay, I'd have to go back and watch it. But it and then it appears on it and then like literally twenty minutes later, Marauder plays in the episode and it's just like, Wait, what the fuck? And it has nothing to do with like anyone that's a hardcore kid or anything. But uh yeah, just curious. You guys have specific non linear, or like non uh, music niche related media that the music actually appears in, or just random instances that you notice and you're like, uh, oh, this is cool, or like, what the fuck? Uh, just curious. Uh, no one hinged bullshit for me today. Simple question because binging the X Files and it comes on. Also, uh, have either of you guys watched Doom Patrol? Because holy crap, I'm obsessed with it. All
0: right. So, despite the fact that you know we're still dealt a bit of a meandering fare here by AJ, it's really refreshing that you're not, in all likelihood, breaking several federal laws by demanding that somebody be killed for money that you're offering. And involving up. us. And like and involving if you want us. to break federal laws, go ahead. For sure. It's not of my me business. me out of it. Yeah, yeah, right. Just uh, I'm not the middleman to facilitate
1: that. I think I'm going to have to head out, guys. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... You just edit me out of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll edit you out of this. <laughs> um, so... I mean, nothing comes to mind specifically, I guess. I do.
1: I have one. I do, too.
0: There's one in in a movie that I've never seen. This is one that's just been told to me so many times that I think it is true, but I've never seen the film. I think it's a movie called The Girl Next Door or something, and I'm pretty sure you can hear Youth of Today playing in the background of a particular scene, and it is very out of place, but... I have two. Okay. So, first,
2: X-Files. X-Files. Mm-hmm. Third season, there's an episode with Jack Black and... The Vandals t-shirt. The Vandals. Mm-hmm. And they, they play oh, yeah. the Vandals on that yeah, episode. They they and mean, on The right. Fast Diarrhea, the Vandals even thank The X-Files. Right. And that was my introduction to The Vandals. Yeah. Right? And that's a good record.
0: Very good record, yeah.
2: Um, also, in Gummo... Oh, yeah, sure. I was...
1: Yes, I Fog was in shows up in Gummo. <laughs> no, yes. not Fog. The Electric Hellfire. Oh, it's Electric Hellfire. Yeah, isn't so... F- there,
2: isn't Fog in...
1: So, okay. Yeah, so... <laughs> Incidentally, I'd been in bands that had been in two movie soundtracks. Okay. Um, the Electric Hellfire Club was on Gummo. I was not on the recording, oh. but that song came out on that soundtrack right before I went on tour. So okay. I was the first person to play it live. It was a song called Devil Worship and Son of a Bitch. It's Bully with Fog. Yes, yes. and then Fog was in Bully. Um there's a scene where they're tripping on acid and they're playing Mortal Kombat and if you listen closely you hear fog by the sacks playing in the background. Now I'll say about this, because we were on a unscrupulous label, like a lot of bands, um we saw zero from that contribution. Yeah. They just you know, they took our music and just licensed it to different studios for their own their own use. Um Well, I mean you know, say you kind of know what you're signing up for when you get into an NSBM band, <laughs> precisely. So, I mean, but you know, in in that sense, then we proliferated our message that's subliminally. Yes, right. That's, that's, right. Right. that's exactly that's the yeah,
0: important yeah, yeah. part. Right, that's um, the important part. Yeah.
1: So I had a few things to say about uh, in regards. To, I've never met this. Guy. He's a buddy of yours, right? No, no, we don't like know. some rando. No, we don't know this. Guy. <laughs> no idea. He's a, he's <laughs> a
0: kid who I know only through the internet and through. Through the podcast specifically, I think he started listening to the podcast and then Slowly started calling in and interacting. And and slowly became a successful maniac that makes almost 100k a year. Evidently, by by, by his own claims.
1: Props to my dude.
0: Yeah. So, um, what, what what were you gonna say about that?
1: So, I wanted to first point out that yes, Doom Patrol rules. It's an early uh, Rose McGowan flick. And uh,
0: no, he's talking about Doom Patrol. The DC. Yeah, the Doom
2: Patrol Rose McGowan flick does rule. Yeah.
1: Oh well, then fuck whatever but he's talking I'm about. I'm not. No, I'm not
2: watching
0: yeah, that. You, it's think. it's it's good. I. You say a lot of shit is good, yeah, and I'm right all the time. No, you're not. I, yes, I. Am. I
1: yeah, you're I don't not. tend to like, <laughs> but I am. deal with DC fair, um, and it's you know whatever, whatever. It's just not my my thing. Um, I I'm done with it. All, I I am virtually done with comic book fair.
0: Almost just out of being contrarian and spiteful. That's weird. That's not. Those are not qualities I've known you no, to have during <laughs> our. There's a lot shit. of things
2: that I'm totally done with, <laughs> just because uh, everybody thinks that like they're nerds or like it's counterculture to sure. like it, right? It's very annoying, no so, doubt. So uh, you know, I'm not fucking watching any of that horse shit. That shit's for fucking brain shut off retards.
0: Well, c- uh, count me among them because yes, Doom Patrol is very good. I can I can back AJ's endorsement here. It's a it's a very good series.
1: Okay. Well, to to the the caller please do yourself a favor go out and and, and watch the the true doom patrol for one um, what I wanted to point out cuz this has come out come up recently cuz I know a lot of people I don't know what's going on in the universe but a lot of people are going back and rewatching the sopranos that yeah. I know and uh it's really interesting because at one point they go up to both uh aj and meadows room yes. and they are covered with century media band right. yep. yeah yep. promotional posters so there is like an olver madrigal mad oh poster. yeah i forgot there's an Oliver poster yes yeah <laughs> and so like you have that happening while like aj is wearing like slipknot yeah, and yeah, pantera yeah. and he's wearing all these different new metal like you know cl- uh shirts and hoodies but that was always like interest interesting to me i'm like I guarantee like Century Media had some sort of deal with HBO where they're like Can yeah. we just send you a bunch of promotional stuff, just put it in the room. Yeah. Well it's like Bill
0: and Ted. I was gonna say classically, Infest with yeah. Bill and Ted. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there's the Infest posters and 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 we talked about this many, many episodes ago, but a listener of the show ended up being homies with Infest and playing in like some early P V bands and actually like unearthed footage of like him with dudes from Infest, like on the set of of Bill and Ted like being like yeah this is where we put the posters and shit so yeah that was like an interesting little piece of history and is like yeah, kind of a classic piece of, of punk, punk and hardcore lore there's also in the background of High Fidelity at the record store there's like Various, I think, victory records like promo sheets and whatnot. I think there's a blood for blood poster. There's yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of instances of this that I'm sure if if pressed or if I was like given time to ruminate on it, I could come up with more examples. But and, and high fidelity doesn't he tell it like that that girl who is it? Fucking is it lived? To, who
2: the fuck is, is the female interest in high fidelity?
0: There are lots of female interests. I don't know. In, there's Dude, Catherine Zeta
2: Jones. Is, is, isn't isn't the it, they try to like make a mixtape with stiff little fingers or something oh yeah that's possible why didn't they put blood for blood and like victory record (laughs) shit on there what
0: the fuck yeah no that would have been a good idea that would have won her over for sure sure
1: one life crew yeah yeah
0: yeah, little one life crew win win a woman over every time yeah um aj has a seven second follow-up call so Right, uh, actually I just know what it says. It the song, the black flag song in the X Files episode is gimme, gimme, gimme. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's listen to the next one. Remember that, yeah. Yeah.
4: Hey it's Alex. I'm the one that called about trying to like kill himself. Uh I just wanted to give a follow up story. So that first day in the mental hospital the next day, uh I made a friend who I later found out tried to kill his mom with a hammer. Uh he wasn't completely successful. Uh, sorry to him, I guess, but uh Anyways, yeah, he was a pretty nice dude to me. At least he always gave me his, like, extra fucking dinner rations and shit. So that was pretty cool. Also, like, I wasn't planning on killing Pete Zen, but the other dude, he's calling out a hit. Like, it's kind of just all been in my head lately just thinking about killing Pete
3: Zen. So, ah, I don't know. Uh, oh, I almost hit somebody. Smoking, driving downtown. Cincinnati's not smart, I guess.
4: Uh, yeah, have a good one.
0: Don't kill Pete Zen. Please don't kill Pete Zen. Pete Zen is a perfectly nice guy. I I don't know if Pete Zen is a perfectly nice guy. He seems kind of like a little baby, but I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say he doesn't deserve death. I don't know Pete Zen. Right. so I'm gonna
2: assume they're all perfectly nice guys until you find out, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. So I I actually had a dude that um went so I was on a very bad path when I was in my teenage years. yeah we've talked about it on the show before yeah I mean. Stuff that would that would make the fucking devil cry, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it wasn't, you know, was a good thing no one found out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, you know, it was mostly like vandalism and, um, you know, basically like trying to live our heavy metal dreams. Sure, yeah. And uh, essentially trying to uh, be Beavis and Butthead, but also realizing that actually that involves a lot of, like, a lot of um, violence. To, yeah. actually, to actually try to do that. Yeah. Right? it was like 93. Yeah. Anyway, we went out. It was the last year that I even did anything on Halloween period, right? Yeah. Went out, decided to like go pumpkin smashing, do all that classic fucking teenage Halloween shit in the early 90s.
0: I, I can't remember if you told this story on the, and, on the show um, before or
2: not. You know, we're like creeping around. In the, we're creeping around in the fucking weeds and black, and we're just being miscreants straight out of a fucking 80s movie, right? Yeah. And then one of the guys we're with, this guy... uh, I'm just going to say his name was uh, Bill. Uh huh. Right? He spies two girls. Like, yeah. not girls, like, oh, check out those girls, like little girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And he just straight beats the shit out of them and takes a candy. Yeah. And me and this other guy, are like, oh my God, fucking. Like, we didn't know what to do and we panicked, right? Right. And like, 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 Bill runs off yeah. and me and this other dude are like, ah, 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 and like, we don't know what to do. And that's when we realized we didn't really have the balls to fucking like, you know, actually be horrible. And yeah. the cops came, they caught Bill. Um, Bill was let out eventually and, uh, proceeded to, uh, go down an ever darkening pathway.
0: Didn't Bill burn down someone's he house? He burned
2: down a farmhouse, tried to kill a bunch of farm animals, tried to kill his mom. Yeah. Uh, his mom tried to kill herself after he tried to kill her. Right. She disappeared for three days. Um, Hooked back up with Bill. We had a party at his house. He uh, tried to burn his house. And uh, <laughs> then he went away for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, like, hit me up, like, I don't know. He got out, uh, out of out of whatever help he was getting. Right. You know, whatever 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 reformational facility he was in. Sure. He got out maybe about. I don't know, a decade ago, uh-huh. and tried to hit me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, trying to track me down. I'm like, nah. No, sorry, dude. No, no, no. I'm no, on no. a whole different yeah. shit right now. <laughs> yeah, the ship, that right? ship sailed long like ago. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer ain't cool no more, homie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on a whole different thing right now. Yeah, for
7: sure.
1: I have the talking pillow. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, it's. I wanted to point out, it's interesting that you brought this story up, because there's a thought that I've had a lot recently, um, where when I was a teenager, you know, I reflecting upon it i thought like i was a bad kid like i thought i was (laughs) bad stuff you know and as time has gone on and i've you know definitely curried more experience and met more people like i really wasn't that bad like there's comparatively some kids that were like straight up demonic well and that was that was exactly (laughs) it like
2: like you know me and this other kid we were basically into like heavy Heavy property damage and vandalism. Yeah, I was way into that. And, like, even just really shitty stuff, like somebody that we know goes out of town uh, for, like, a couple weeks on vacation, so we spend the entire two weeks that this person is gone, their family and everything is gone, scraping roadkill up and shoving it through the fucking mail slot of their house. Yeah. Which is just, you know... It's horrific, but also, (laughs) like... It's horrific, but it's, like, a different level of shitty. No doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, that's not... That's just like, uh, um, I guess, uh, super ornery. Yeah, f- right, right, yeah.
0: Th- I would, yeah, I'd classify that as super ornery. It's not violent. No, no, no. Right? Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. You know, I don't know, super gluing fucking, like, toilet paper to people's windshields. Sure, yeah. That's super ornery and shitty. Right? right? Yeah. You know, like, heavy, heavy vandalism and, like, even, like, um, well, let's just say... It wasn't. It wasn't super violent, Mike. Yeah, yeah. But like when this shit happened, yeah. And and, and like me and this other dude were watching Bill, like chase these girls down, and we're like, ah, panicking. It yeah. was at that moment that I was like, oh no, 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 no. Bill is very bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bill is very bad. B- Bill's yeah. on a
1: whole another wavelength. And he.
2: Bill's very, very bad. We're naughty and we're ornery, but we're not that bad. Right. And. But- uh, that that was absolutely a pivot point in uh, what I can, what I what I considered to uh, be like a, you know, an ornery streak in myself. Sure.
1: I was gonna state like my crime of choice was shoplifting.
2: Oh, oh I, sh- yeah, I yeah,
1: never sh- did anything. See, I did, did hella shoplifting. I was way into it. In fact, I usually got away with it. Um, I will credit uh, myself uh, as having like one of the best uh, getting caught by shoplifting incidences. I was stealing kill them All. And it was when they came in, like the, the long you know, box. Pla- well, it wasn't the long box, but it was the plastic security thing. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'm at Kmart and, like, I'm doing my thing where I'm kind of looking around. I take and I, I'm like, I got it. I'm on my way out. As soon as I hit the exit, two dudes come grab me and reel me back in, take me into their little room. And, you know, they're like, Looks like you've done this quite a bit. Looks like you got some good technique. And I was like, "Nope, never done it before," you know. And like they like called my mom and like said that they were gonna like do all this shit, and they never followed through with it. But it was the only time I ever got caught. But like, yeah. Uh,
2: that, thieving was never my thing. Yeah, my family owned a store. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, it was frowned upon. Yeah, but but violence though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly fine, moderate huh? violence, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Not interpersonal violence, moderate violence and
1: um wanton destruction. Wanton property damage. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was really my main. It's bag okay
1: though. to damage the property, but not okay to steal the property. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you yeah. still have it. You That's still true. fucking have it. It's <laughs> just you left your sunroof open yeah. and we found every fucking pile of
2: garbage and shit in the fucking neighborhood and filled your car. Right. You with
0: have it. the property, it's just unusable right. now. Yeah. Right. Which is a really important ethical distinction. Right. It's like, it's like yeah, it's
2: like it's like you got your house, it's just got Dozens of flat, rotting, dead animals <laughs> right. waiting for you yes. when you get home, for yeah. sure.
0: Um, also, I guess the takeaway here, Alex, is don't kill Pete Zinn. Don't kill pizza. And and, and 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 don't be an ornery boy anymore. Yeah. And <laughs> and don't and
2: don't feel bad for the guy that tried to kill his mom with a hammer. Feel bad for his mom. Yeah.
0: For, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's listen to the next one.
5: What's up, racists? Uh, my name is Salad. First-time caller. Long-time diarrhea bowl eater. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, 4333 Collective or 4333 Collective uh, on Instagram, they recently did a show with Chemical Fix. Uh, it was an album release and uh, Action News with members of uh, Jesus Peace in it. Uh, they did a show on a Walmart pier, and um, the flyer for it was somebody getting the bill tattooed on their face. Um, I, I was fucking crazy. I'm sure Greg knows about it because uh, Anthony from Jail was there. But anyway, whatever, Pepino, those guys over there, Jason, uh, Felix, are smoking. Those uh, people over there, J- Jason, Felix, are smoking. I want a hit of it. Um, speaking of getting high, uh, Smokey Johnson, I'll Smokey Johnson down to the balls any day. That goes for you, too, Fatty Hurst and AJ. You got to stop jerking off to the pod. You're getting it come everywhere.
0: I don't have any any idea what that. Calls there about. was so that was like nigh on indecipherable. The only like uh, recognizable piece of of information that I could pick out of there was that Jell recently played, and maybe maybe this was a different show that also took place there. But there's like a pier in like the Jersey area, I think, um, like behind a Walmart and they did a show there like an outdoor show like on the pier and there were like hundreds of kids like setting off fireworks and going crazy and it they looked genuinely sick as fuck. Mm, I don't know if sick. it's like a gen, if it was like a generator show or what, but it is a uh, um a very unlikely and very sick place to do a show.
2: Yeah, sounds sick.
0: Um, but other than that, I can't address anything that was said here because it was it was a, a pretty undecipherable
2: undecipherable gobbledygook. I'm kind, I'm, I'm kind of into the the, the shout-out. Yeah, I like that.
0: There's a, I like that. There's some non relationships being established here where they <laughs> yeah. they only communicate via the medium of our podcast. <laughs> right. You know, right? I I do kind of like that for sure. Um, all right, we got three more. Let's bang them out.
8: Hey, what's up? It's TJ from Pittsburgh again. Uh, just wanted to shout out a couple bands, few 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 bands that I've seen over the past. Few weeks i've been going to shows again first time in over a year i uh, went and saw uh we had a uh, big laugh and and uh Subliminal access uh came through and played with Necroheads. that was tight uh, we had Yambag uh come through and play with peace talks also very sick uh, and we got a couple shows coming up in pittsburgh uh that i think are very sick uh on halloween night actually we got uh, matinee That is uh, Gag, Heavy Discipline, and Necroheads. And then right after that show, 15 minutes away, is uh, Sheer Terror. And uh, who else is playing that? Uh, Sheer Terror and Illiterates. Uh, All very sick bands. Um, Pretty exciting stuff. I love going to shows. I hope I don't catch COVID. I'm vaccinated, so fuck it, I I guess. I don't know. Be safe. all right, y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.
0: Golly, I might have to go home on Halloween. Yeah, I know. I was just like, fuck. I'm I'm traveling to Denver this week for Convalls Fest, but I'm real tempted to go to Pittsburgh now because catching fucking catching gag and illiterates and uh who else did he say was oh heavy discipline? Yeah. Like, fuck dude, I would kill to yeah. see heavy discipline. That's
1: a stacked bill. Um Incidentally, like the Sunday right after I get back, Gag's doing their album release show oh, sick. at a venue that's kind of like not the best, but they're playing with Lexicon and oh, cool. Ingrown and Oh dope. Some the- oh yeah, yeah, I saw the flyer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. and it's like it's like I work that night and I'm like kind of like I'm just coming off you know traveling back from dinner, so it's like like I'm kind of torn. Yeah, yeah, I feel but, you. You know, I'd like to definitely check that out. But Yam Bag incidentally is playing in um, indie. Uh, yep, two days from now. Mm-hmm. So I think I might go check that. I
0: think I they're I think they're playing some shows on the way down to Convulse Fest because I'm pretty sure Yambag is on Convulse Fest. I could be wrong about that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I yeah. thought that Yambag might be on the lineup for Convulse. I, I could be wrong. Uh, don't quote me on that. But, yeah, I wanted to roll down to that indie show, and then I was like, I'm fucking leaving for Denver, like, yeah. the next day, so I should probably chill on that. But, um, yeah, I'm glad there's just fucking cool-ass shit going, p- going on in Pittsburgh. There pretty much always has been in some form or another, so... Um, all right, let's listen to the next one. This
8: is the ghost in Grey's apartment calling again. I'm still around. This is in response to last week's call by the mortal known as AJ. I just wanted to say that even though I'm the undead, I do not endorse or condone music-motivated assassinations, and I no longer have use for currency. That said, I found the proposed five hundred dollars insultingly lowball, considering we know you make ninety K a year. Consider revising your offer. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> that was the way to go out. Yeah. For sure. Have man. you seen the ghost lately? I haven't
0: seen the ghost lately. Apparently still around. <laughs> yeah, evidently, yeah. Yeah, that was uh that was really good. Thanks. Thanks to the ghost for calling in. <laughs> All right, we got one more. Let's 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 do it.
8: Yo yo uh it's Cowie reporting out of uh Massachusetts. Uh just shouting out some shows happening the next week. Uh we got Crime and Stereo doing the trouble stateside, um, the ninth Middle East Middle East Downstairs. Upstairs the same night, we got no pressure, KOyo, fleshwater drinks and crescent ridge. Um the tenth we have Thrice, Touche, and More and Self Defense Family. Um we got Witch Tomb, Psycho, Shit Angel, um at O'Brien's. Also the tenth, we got Combust Pummel, Downfall, Exhibition, Early Grave, Middle East Upstairs. Also the tenth, we got Junius Spotlights, Glacier and Sea at Brighton Music Hall. And last but not least, uh, also on the tenth, we got High Command, Shadowlands, Asquella Grind. CX, and Face First at Dusk in
6: Providence.
8: Uh, for all these and more, check out r slash uh, shows. All right, peace.
0: All right. There you go. Sick. There you go. Plug in, plug in Massachusetts shows. and that's, that's three fucking show plugs. Yeah, yeah. I was
1: going to say, I really like this. I mean, obviously, you know, for a considerable time here, we've been showless. So, you know, that notion of calling in to shout-out shows that I never really thought about, but
0: yeah, it's it's really good. it's
1: shocking that in the two years of
0: doing this show, we never well because it never dawned on us yeah. for a year of it there weren't shows there to weren't be fair. Shows. for yes. for all good one. yeah yeah for sure um yeah a year plus there weren't shows so um yo also if you didn't hear at the end Kyle, we plugged r slash ma shows so you can find this on Reddit too I mean look as somebody who very begrudgingly. Uses social media, tries to have fun with it since I got to be there, but nonetheless wishes I didn't. Um, it would it would be fucking magical if we all could migrate away from those platforms uh, in order to, to promote shows and, and sell records and shit if we could all collectively decide to do a mass exodus. I'm not holding my breath that that will occur, but if you are looking to get off of Facebook and you are in a Massachusetts-area person... Um, this is a place where you can find out about cool shows happening. So if that's the last thing tying you to um, the fucking never-ending hell pit that is social media, go to uh, reddit.com r/ma shows and uh, and you don't have to log into facebook ever again.
1: Well, here's the thing with that though. As we've as we've seen play out time and time again, as soon as people jump shit from one platform and then establish another one, then it eventually also uh, becomes a pile of shit as well. That's true. And Notably this podcast when you guys start you know ch- chucking uh meundies and
2: yeah know, yeah and uh, yeah
1: <laughs> so once you know it devolves to that point where you've uh, commercialized fully then this will be a uh shitty platform as well <laughs> well by that time we'll be so rich that we'll it be we'll be
0: totally uh we'll be totally like cushioned against any blow dealt right. to us by the subculture because truly our, our aspirations are to climb out from this failure pit right and what
2: the fuck is undies?
0: Me undies is 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 like an underwear brand that um like advertises through a shit ton of like major podcasts, and they're supposed to be incredibly comfortable, moisture wicking underwear with antimicrobial
1: technology. There you go, the perfect plug right there. Uh, Come yeah. on, dude. Me, me undies, undies. <laughs> me undies,
0: If you're listening, I'm I'm ready made to do your fucking ads. Me undies. They'll yeah, uh, Nobody'll even smell your shit streaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me undies. If you when you don't want your aunt to smell your cock.
1: Me undies fill them with soil. <laughs> so I got hip to the Me undies thing because I used to listen to Harmontown all the time, and they did it perfect where they would plug like products like that, but they would totally just like sandbag them, like yeah. you know, on air. That's and the only do way exactly to do Exactly what you did, but like they were like legit, like being sponsored yeah. by Me undies. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like on on
0: Comptown, they constantly have they have like various betting sites of like we'll say um spurious um not authenticity but uh um you know it, you might you might not see every cent returned you know what i'm saying <laughs> and they're very frequently like oh yeah go to Go to bet.ag, which I'm sure is an incredibly reputable site and provider that in no way will dick you over. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's it's real good. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, well, let's get to that. We got a few texts, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, I can I can read these. I got them pulled up. So, um, we have one person. Uh, I heard you talk about Krigshot on past episodes. Heard it on the Patreon, not on streaming. Wanted to buy it off Bandcamp and put it on my phone. Cost 666 euros. Cool. So, yeah, I guess you'll have to go to peer-to-peer uh, file sharing. You can still uh, download Soulseek illegally download it. No big deal. Crickshot doesn't mind. I'm sure that they would be about that. Their their anarchist sensibilities align with uh, you pirating their music for sure.
1: I mean, one of the dudes. I was going to say, they're not so even he, all alive anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he went out like,
0: you know, fucking tsunami. Tsunami. Right, yeah.
2: Shit, if you're going to go. Oh, yeah. In a tsunami is a good way. I mean, I'm sure it sucks at the moment. For sure,
0: but like, Yeah. At least she didn't go out like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So this this one is a follow up to somebody who also wished you well. Um just said that they were trying to send condolences to you. I won't yeah. read all that, but yeah. you know, they were yeah. just they were Thanks. being nice. Um they also asked would Nate be less annoyed with Gas Station TV if it were hosted by Terry Gross? Absolutely not. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's the it's the principle of the thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's no like ma-
1: it's a it's a max headroom. It, yeah absolutely max headroom yeah it's it's the principle of the thing right leave me the fuck alone mm-hmm.
0: also aj i feel like this is cheating to call and leave a message and also text it's like you're finding a loophole in what we ask of you here right it's like we say hey just call once keep it under a minute and a half but you're just you're demanding more airtime by also sending a text message but aj does ask would you rather be a juggalo or in a hardcore crew also watch Dragon Lord Frodo wipe his ass with his hand. I have seen Dragon Lord Fro- Frodo wipe his ass with his hand, and it's an incredible video. Um, he gets shit all over it in a public bathroom stall. He's a big, big man. Um, Nate's, Nate's looking that Jamie, bring that up. Um, Nate's looking that up right now. I, uh, I think I would rather be, at this point in my life, a juggalo because it seems more fun you I was know what i'm say, saying uh, yeah. ju- a jug I cool a juggalo right
2: seems to have like it 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 certainly has um yeah it just seems to have less um baggage once you're in no doubt yeah right. like
0: once you're there it's all about drinking fago and getting fucked up and banging fat chicks which none of those things are my shit but i would say they could potentially be more my shit than having to take a fall for my hardcore mosh crew gang well
7: right and,
1: you know and here's the thing too the hardcore mosh uh set you know tends to track some pretty sketchy sure type characters but like Juggalos, juggalos are all up and up. Like, right, they're yeah. like, you know, we're anti racist. Right. We're That's all true. about the family.
2: Yeah. One thing they're not about is catching Coolio when he fucking stage dives. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're not about that.
1: Yeah. Aw. Um,
0: so, yeah, I think, honestly, for me, it's, it's Juggalo and it's not even close. Yeah. You know, as I much agree. as I've disparaged Juggalos over the years, I will say I've softened to their little subculture the longer I've been involved in punk and hardcore, where it's like, man. We're not so different, the two of us. The, 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 it, yeah, there's just way less baggage once you're in, um,
2: and uh, it just seems chiller all around. Yeah, no doubt. And it doesn't require a lot of you, you know, like outside yeah. of outside of that. There's no demands on your time or energy. There's no. There's nobody, you don't have there's, to pay dues. There's no, no 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 demands to like ride for your fucking bros because right. somebody said something naughty.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. It's just it's a li- you know. It's a lifestyle. Yeah um so yo if you want to call and leave a message it's 260-222-8341 please keep it brief um, you can also shoot us a text message at that same number if you want to submit music it's demo listen at gmail.com just make sure the release is a year or less old and if you want to become a patron it's patreon.com slash podcast we will shout out new patrons on the next episode up top because everybody is probably long tuned out by now there's no reason for me to even be speaking into a mic do um, we have any new patrons? We have a couple. That's what I'm saying. I'll we'll shout them out. I wasn't paying attention. you. W- yeah, I know it's, it happens frequently. Um, we'll shout them out at the beginning of the next uh, the next episode so people can actually <laughs> hear it. W- w- is this a joke? No, I seriously uh, wasn't paying attention. Okay, cool. Because the whole point I was making is that people are long since tuned out right. by now, so we shouldn't do it now. Yeah. And even you, who is doing the show, is tuned out. I'm trying out. to find a video. This guy wipe his ass. Dragon with Lord, his hand. Dragon Lord Frodo. Yeah, yeah, I'll find it for you. Don't worry. Um. So uh, yeah, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Thank you, Adam, for coming on the
1: show. It yeah, was good thank having you. you. I had a good time. I'm really glad that we had this opportunity, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Peace.